0: People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. This is Rodney Trudgeon welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note. And my guest this week is a name which has become very much associated with Fine Music Radio, and especially with our live broadcasts of the symphony concerts by the Cape Town Philharmonic and our Being Green focus on the environment. Galinda Moser, is passionate about music but she's made an extraordinarily successful name for herself both locally and now internationally as the head of REMAX, which has grown to be the world's largest real estate network with over 8,000 offices in a hundred countries. But Galinda has had a fascinating life as well with childhood memories of a Vienna divided into four sectors with four men in jeeps American, English, French, Russian in this extraordinary city galinda welcome it's it's great honor to have you here with us on people of note
1: thank you for inviting me and it's an equal honor for me to be on the radio
0: well you do so much for us (laughs) and it's we we really are you know we are a community radio station and we rely on the on the goodwill of a lot of people and if it wasn't for you our symphony concerts would not be broadcast so how about that
1: it's a privilege and it's a pleasure and it was also an idea um, for people that cannot come to the concert to enjoy the music. There are people that have to babysit or some are at home and are ill or they are in an old age home or they are not well to go out at night and park a car. So I want everybody to enjoy it. I would like to make a difference.
0: Good. Well, you are. I can tell you we get the most amazing response from these live broadcasts and from the Environment Programme, and I know that you are passionate about the environment as well. There's so much I want to talk to you about. I said in the beginning that you've had um, an amazing life, really, but it all began in Vienna, and Mm. is that where your love of music came from? Tell me a little bit about what you remember of Vienna and how it started.
1: Yes when you are born just at the end of the world war 2 in vienna everything is of course kaput. it's it's a ruined nation it's a ruined city and it's um, everybody needs to start again and music was one medium with keeping the people going again and uh, Vienna with its waltzes and other dances, the charters and the polka and the marches. Somehow I remember radio being the only medium we had. There was no TV or anything else. I mean this is 45, 46, 47. And of course Austria was occupied for 10 years and uh, Vienna was a divided city and music was just our refuge. Mm
0: Galinda, did you ever learn an instrument or have you always just been a passionate listener, passionate about music?
1: My mother played the violin, but uh, she claimed she wasn't very good at it. And the violin was also damaged. And she said it's too difficult. Let's just do the recorder. So the, the recorder became like every child's little friend. And later on, I advanced to an accordion, and then a bigger accordion, like a hundred and twenty bass, which was a bit heavy and cumbersome to go to the music teacher. There wasn't anybody lifting you around with cars like it is today, usual. You just carried your thing. And um, I enjoyed the instrument and the music. So, yes, there was formal music teaching, but, of course, I never made a career of it.
0: It's quite strange, actually, if you don't mind me saying, to take up the accordion. For some reason, I don't associate a lady with an accordion, which is a stupid thing to say. I'm sorry Mm. about that. But as you said, they're rather bulky, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Well, it's very much entrenched in the Volksmusik of uh, Austria in the Alps. And uh, it's something that was affordable. And, of course, many people were bombed out. Many pianos were simply lost. So the accordion was easy.
0: Do you have clear childhood memories of this divided city of yes. as you said, these Jeeps that used to go around with the allies, American, English, French, mm. Russian? As a young girl, do you remember it quite clearly?
1: Yes, I do. Like today you would you would notice the wonderful public uh, transport service in Vienna where you don't need a car anymore, every bus and tram and underground and so on, there there were hardly any cars available. So when you saw a cheap with four different uniforms sitting in there because they all wore their own uniform. Yes, I do remember.
0: Gosh. And um I'm sure you remember as well, was there there were concerts were there? Because was the Vienna Philharmonic still playing immediately after the war, I wonder?
1: Well I know from my mother that at the Theater under Wien Karl Böhm was, for instance, doing opera and concerts, but we weren't part of that. But what I really remember vividly is 1955, when Austria signed the Staatsvertrag and the Allied forces moved out, and the Viennese opera was resurrected. It was bombed out, burned out, so that was a gala evening. Obviously, we weren't part of it, but <laughs> Mom and I were huddled around the radio, and we listened to Fidelio. And that is where my first impression of Beethoven and Fidelio and the goose pimple stuff just came through. And we were holding hands and crying together what was happening there with Florestan and with Leonore and how she saved him and how we started new a new beginning.
0: But now, Galinda, that ties up perfectly with your first piece of music because mm. you said for your first piece, You'd like to hear the aria that Florestan sings mm-hmm. before he's rescued mm-hmm. in the prison. So we'll do that now. Mm-hmm. And this is the recording with Jonas Kaufmann. Mm-hmm. It's a long aria, Gott ist dunkel hier, I think it's called.
1: Gott es ist dunkel hier.
0: And Jonas Kaufmann, listen to the crescendo he does on mm. his first note. Here's music from Act Two of Fidelio by Beethoven. sadly, as so often on people of note, we have to cut these things short, otherwise we'd have no time to speak to Glinda. Mm. But that's that extraordinary scene in Fidelio, in Act Two, where Floristan, who's been imprisoned, he's been imprisoned without a trial, and he sings how dark it is, gott, vi dunkel hier. And that was Jonas Kaufmann with the Mahler Chamber Orchestra conducted by Claudio Abado. And the first choice of my guest, Glinda We say of Remax above the crowd, but at the moment we think of Galinda as a guest on People of Note and also a very generous sponsor of music here on Fine Music Radio, especially Being Green, our environment program and our symphony concerts. Galinda, we got up to about 1955. You spoke that lovely story of hearing Fidelio and the Vienna State Opera, but by now you were... You were living in Vienna, you studied, and you didn't take a music angle, did you? you? You went a scientific angle. Tell me a little bit about your teenage years and early 20s.
1: My parents were very concerned about a future career, and I seem to have been an, an all-rounder. I also took ballet, I loved music, I loved the arts, but I was also very interested in the science and mathematics, and I was always excellent in maths so they thought I should actually rather go for science but then they also felt maybe I should do commercial and I did various um, explorations but eventually I decided on science and there is a schooling that is most probably similar to our it's not a university schooling but it's like a technical university where you do science and I chose uh, organic chemistry, analytical chemistry and microbiology in particular, I love that a lot, zoology, botany and through the science education I became very aware of balance because in chemical engineering every formula needs to have a balance. H2O, the water, can only be H2O if the h 2 and the O are in their confined balance. So balance also in relationships in the world, in politics, in...
0: The environment. The
1: environment, yeah. yeah this is where it most probably the foundation for my environmental awareness was formed. And... um I was the only female in my course. It was very much a male orientated course and Pittsburgh were the leaders at the time in sun protection and cosmetic, a company called Marga Kreiter, Pittsburgh, and uh, they were working on a sun protection factor and that was my first job. Um, that was extremely exciting. I was part of that team. We went onto the Pittsburgh Glacier that is on the border of Switzerland and Austria. From onto the
0: actual glacier.
1: Yeah. 3,300 meters up and at 12 o'clock lunchtime, the most, the strongest, uh, sunlight and radiation with four different models of four different skin types a very white Caucasian, uh, a dark-skinned Caucasian like a Mediterranean type, an Asian yellow and black lady. And we put their bare backs of uh, these four beautiful ladies, were put into checkerboards, and each field was differently applied Mm -hmm. with alcoholic lotions, milks, creams, water in oil, oil in water, and just oils. And then we would measure the first field, which was not protected. And uh, quite interestingly, each one of these first four fields reacted differently. Obviously, the white, very white uh, field, became immediately red and was swelling up and had a heat reaction. And then the second field was later so that was maybe a protection factor two and then three and four and five and this is how we worked out okay you can be with this product twice in the sun longer than without or ten times longer than without but each skin type each condition where you are up or down at the sea or in the mountains is going to be different and uh, we were very famous about that. And through that, I came to South Africa because Moira and Wirzke, me had, um, um, an immense series called Tabak Original. And they thought this is something we need to take to South Africa. And I was immediately part of that. <laughs> although when I then arrived here, they left me all alone. In other words, I was stranded and uh, ah. I had a new beginning on my own.
0: And before we go to that new beginning, we're mm-hmm. going to take another piece of music, which mm-hmm. I think you've chosen especially to kind of commemorate your departure from Vienna. And I'm talking about the Emperor Waltz by the great Johann Strauss. Is that right? Is yes, Is that why please. you've chosen?
1: Yes, and I've chosen Nikolaus Hanonkott, uh very close to my heart. And of course, being a very Austrian music uh, musicologist and conductor.
0: One of the very, very famous waltzes of Johann Strauss, the emperor waltz, part of it there, recorded at one of those glorious concerts in the Musikverein in Vienna on New Year's Day with the Vienna Philharmonic conducted by Niklas Anakor. And the choice of my guest, Gerlinda Moser, who comes from Vienna and who runs Remax and who is a generous sponsor. Of our symphony concerts and the environment program being green, here on Fine Music Radio. So this you you mentioned new beginnings, Galinda. So now you came to South Africa. They left you alone, but I see. Then you immediately went into science in this country, an analytical laboratory, and you then met Angela Gobato. So just explain your arrival in this country and how all that came into being.
1: Yeah, that was actually quite quite fun, as I couldn't do uh, pizzicin. Anymore, I looked for a job as a chemical engineer and nobody understood that that could be a female, a young, pretty little female. <laughs> you don't look like a chemical engineer. So I was just, like, well, what does it look like? Well, certainly not female. Anyway, Petersons took on the chance and uh, gave me a job in the analytical laboratory. And there I find Angelo Gobato. And we stood opposite each other of the laboratory table. And we were doing our epibets and we were singing together. He was doing arias and I was singing along with him. Obviously, my voice wasn't as good.
0: Why was Angelo there in the laboratory?
1: Because he's also a chemical engineer. So this is where our friendship came about. Uh, And he... Kept on saying, oh, but I should actually do music. And I said, do it. Go for your passion. Do your love. And he left. And I, of course, then had my first child. And I also left uh, chemistry altogether and start started a new career.
0: But before you left chemists, I saw you teaching. You were teaching science at Herschel. Herschel oh, that was later. On. Oh, was that much later? That was
1: much later. Oh, okay. yeah, Still yeah. the
0: science thing. Um, yeah. And the the business of getting involved in. I, I'm fascinated by the things you did. <laughs> it says here, you got involved in upholstered furniture making in your little Hout Bay house. Yes, well, which seems quite different from science in a way
1: yeah yeah well my husband was um, concerned through the pregnancy and of course the first child that this sun dream and uh, sun protection would never get off the ground but he came from an upholstery background in Austria in fact uh, he was a very skilled uh, upholsterer and he looked at the current furniture Industry and the designs and he was horrified. He said let's do furniture. I said, okay Let's do furniture and I became a furniture maker and I um, sewed the first upholstery covers and I also sold the first furniture. I Just put the lounge suite a three-seater and two chairs in in the car or in a panel van the baby cot and the baby and the nappies and the bottle next to me and off I went into Long Street to Hollywood Furnitures. I arrived there. I asked the guys in the shop come out, help me with this lounge suite. We put it on the pavement and uh, people started looking and uh, wanted to sit down. Oh, that looks different. Oh, that is nice. Is that for sale? So this is how furniture business started. <laughs>
0: Good for you. And then I see also you got noticed by important architects and uh, Mm -hmm. design people for your Mm -hmm. approach. But Mm -hmm. then how long did that last, Galinda?
1: Well, actually until 1983 when we eventually got out of furniture. But in between came the roof beds, those very special uh, fully upholstered beds that we also manufactured. And uh, Margaret Gardiner who was our first model at the Rand Easter Show. Really gosh. And she was the first African South African Miss Universe in the Miss Universe pageant. And we were all so excited. I mean, life was really young and vibrant and whatever you wanted to do, you could do. And in between I also taught. At Herschel that was when Britta my second child was very young and um, I looked for another opportunity to go back into science and teaching was one. Yeah. So
0: science has always been a bit of a love mm. of yours hasn't it? Definitely. I just wanted to ask you I can't remember did you say your husband was also Austrian? Yes. Did you come out together?
1: We came out together and the funny thing is that he was also at Pittsburgh in trading between the Eastern Bloc, mm-hmm. cosmetics and sun protection, and the West. Okay. And they didn't have any, any currency, they had only goods, like rose oil and paprika powder and oak coffins, the most bizarre goods. And he needed to find a market for that in the West, and he was an excellent trader. And he also wanted to come to South Africa. So we went to the South African Embassy in Vienna and um, they said, yeah, yeah, we like you, we need the but we don't want him. And he looked so disappointed. <laughs> and I was also disappointed, but we weren't lovers or anything. So she said, but you look the perfect couple.
0: Marry <laughs> him and
1: take him with you. <laughs> and we did.
0: I hope, well, I hope that was a good idea. It sounds like it was an idea. It was a idea. good
1: idea. We we are we were always good friends, and we remained good friends.
0: Now, we're going to have another music break while we're talking. Before we get talking about how you got involved in this whole business of, uh, Remax, and also some other extraordinary things you did, like sailing around the world on a yacht. <laughs> but we're going to Marlin now, and you and I are. We were talking before we came to the studio huge fans of Mahler, the glorious music of Mahler. Um, we've just had a Mahler two here in Cape Town and I see you've chosen the Adagietto from the Symphony No. 5 by Gustav Mahler, that lovely love letter to his wife with the Berlin Philharmonic and Herbert von Karajan. Tell me why you chose it. I think I know why, but you tell me again.
1: Mm. Mahler was always uh, a great love of mine and um, in Kärnten which is a southern province in Austria on the Wörthersee where he had his Komponierhäuschen I always go to the Wörthersee and I do hiking in the Nockberge and Nordic walking and I always go to the Komponierhäuschen because you are in that forest scene yeah. where they play out of that Komponierhäuschen there are the beautiful symphonies and once an Austrian theatre company, did a Mahler theatre piece in Venice, and they were in a a Venice palace, and in each room was a different scene out of his life. And you could move from from room to room, and you could move from uh, different parts of his life forward and backward, and they were playing Mahler all the time. Mm, and then they had on one of the canals a hearse gondola, a huge black gondola with a hearse in it. And then, of course, the smaller music would come along. And it is just the most goose pimple stuff you could imagine. Gosh. Really wonderful. So we needed some mala now.
0: Leaving there that incredibly beautiful music by Gustav Mahler, the Adagietto from his Fifth Symphony, the Berlin Philharmonic conducted by Herbert von Karajan. Another choice of my guest, Galinda Moser of Remax, who's with me here in the People of Note studio with People of Note, brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. Galinda, we're moving on through your life now because one of the whole reasons I brought you in was because having chatted to you and hearing about your fascinating life both in Vienna through the world of science, furniture, and then into uh, estate agents. Um, it's, it's a fascinating story. And apart from this, before we leave the furnishing thing, I see that this became quite big, and you attended furniture fairs in Paris and Cologne, mm. Milan, uh, uh, which must have been tremendously exciting as well.
1: Well, like... Um in old times you need to be at the forefront of your game it doesn't matter what you do whether you're in real estate or in music or in furniture so these fairs were mainly also to keep abreast with what uh, what's happening in the world the new designs the new materials the new methods and there we um, bumped into Mr. Roof and um, he had a fabulous uh, bid company in Germany, in Rastatt, and he wanted to be involved in South Africa and with us, and he bought 50% of our company for his son, and this is how we did the roof baits. But then they got into trouble in Germany, there was also a slump in their economy, and they said suddenly, oh, we need to sell our 50%, please help us. We but decided then to sell the whole lot to sell 50% is neb- is never easy. So we sold that and with the money we started Fair Cape. But that is my my walk into real estate. But while my my husband and I were good friends for 18 years, I then decided to start a different life. And um I had a girlfriend she was a single mum with three kids and I became a single mum with two kids and we were windsurfing and um, sailing and uh, one day we went to the Royal Cape Yacht Club it was her invitation I had never been I wasn't into sailing of big yachts and there I met Neville my partner of the last 33 years he had the yacht Iolos and I became a crew member on Iolos (laughs) and this Greek mythology of the god of the winds and the keeper of the winds and this stormy windy city of Cape Town and of course this Cape of Good Hope and this whole sailing came now in and uh, we sailed to St. Helena and to uh, South America Uh, and it was a Vanderstad sloop. Which is the smaller version of the big four tracker, 50 foot slope. And of course, we all know the four tracker, it was the famous one that won uh, on handicap, Cape to Rio race. So, that same race, or not a race, we did with Iolos. And then we carried on through the Americas. And at some stage, after seven months, I needed to get back. I left my kids behind, I also left my tiny little budding real estate company behind. <laughs> and from there on, Remax then started in 1995 because Remax was in the Caribbean, a very different business model, which I realized they work differently. That's how I want to do it. And Did a- you
0: discover them when you were in the Americas? You, yeah. That's when you discovered Remax on yeah. this yacht. Yeah,
1: we had no idea of Remax before.
0: But you had already started a small. Yes, it um, was
1: called City Living. Tiny little thing. And we approached, um, Dave and Gayle Linegar in America, they are in Denver, in Colorado, and they wouldn't get involved with South Africa unless we had a a change of uh, government. And when that came in 94, we started again, and yes, now they came to South Africa. And I'm a founder broker owner of Remax in South Africa, but not the only one. I'm only a broker owner of many other hundred broker owners in South Africa.
0: All of whom are Remax.
1: They're all Remax broker owners, yeah. But I was again the, the little start.
0: But the Remax, new beginning. Remax stands for something quite interesting I discovered. Yeah. Can you explain? It's, it's the, because it's got a slash through it, re slash max. Yeah. Just tell me what it means.
1: It means real estate maximum. And, um, short real estate becomes REMAX and maximum is the afterwards. Dave and, um, and Gail Liniger were normal real estate agents originally in America like we all were like on a 50-50 basis and uh, they started a different business model where they felt that um, it wasn't suitable for every agent the way it was because some produce more than others yet everybody has the same resources at their disposition Um, so this is a hundred percent system where the agents are part of the Remax umbrella but they need to pay for what they consume and the broker owner holds the whole thing together and then umbrella and the bigger umbrella is remax of southern africa and in here we have all the southern african states and we belong to remax international that's the whole of canada america australia china and remax europe which is 38 countries that belongs to the canadian remaxes and these are two austrians polzler and schneider very interestingly again austrians they have bought it from the Remax International for Canada, and they in turn bought the whole European nations, and we are everywhere, from from the left to the right, from the north to the south. So that's very it's interesting. It's a big story, gosh! Yeah, yeah.
0: But we're going to take another break now. Now that we know where Remax comes from, and it's Jupiter. Not from the planets, but mozart 's magnificent symphony number no. forty one and Glinda, you chose that remarkable finale why Why have you chosen this
1: Why well, first of all, Mozart needs to be part of my choices. There were so many recordings and ideas like jubilate exultate I also love uh, yes. it's it's happy it's it's glorious, but Jupiter. I think will also give us a way forward in South Africa and that's what that's why I've chosen it.
0: Great Vienna Philharmonic there with the great Leonard Bernstein and part of the last moment of Mozart's Jupiter Symphony, his Symphony Number no. Forty-One. Glinda Moser, my guest, on people of note. Glinda, you know we've spoken about you professionally and all the things you've done, but what about Glinda, the person who relaxes? Are you do you enjoy cooking, walking, um, knitting, sewing? So, what? How do you relax from what seems to me to be a very a rather pressurized job?
1: I like hiking walking mainly and being involved with animals uh, I used to have four cats I've just pus- put my last cat down and that was like two weeks ago a very sad moment um, still got a little dog uh, which is also from a rescue organization in Hot Bay I support the penguins, for instance, Sun Cop, that was started by uh, a very courageous woman many, many years ago in her garage in Tableview. And uh, we all came and, and washed penguins and fed penguins. So I have a, a close relationship. I'm a birder. I do a lot of bird watching since 25 years. I've got a good Swarovski class. I had a Nikon, but I've also sort of progressed in my birding. And, of course, Africa. I've got a little Land Rover and with a roof tent and going into the bush is my greatest, my greatest joy. Away from everything, from every cell phone and email and uh, every bath or shower and whatever else you might have as uh, creature comforts (laughs) taken for granted. I want to go back to basics. I want to be able to survive in the wild, although I have a Landy with me. It's a little defender. It's not the greatest, and it's now already 15 or 20 years old. But I've been everywhere, in Malawi, in Zimbabwe, Botswana, Namibia, obviously South Africa up and down and crisscrossing. And being close to nature and seeing animals in their, in their wild original habitat, that is wonderful.
0: Do you miss Vienna at all, or do you go back to Vienna at all?
1: I go back once or twice a year because I have family there, and then, of course, I do wonderful stuff that you can only do there. Otherwise, I don't miss it. I would equally miss Africa and the freedom that you have.
0: We've got two very short pieces um, to end now, uh, Gelinda, and the first one is by Richard Strauss. It's a poem called Dedication by a poet, Hermann von Gilm, that you find particularly interesting.
1: Yes, I wanted to bring particularly to say thank you because she, uh, René Fleming does that song uh, very nicely. She says Habedank and I wanted to say thank you to the listeners and to you and everybody else there that makes a difference uh, in our country and in our lives. But he, Hermann von Gilm, was actually a lawyer because his parents wanted him to be a lawyer but he wanted to be a poet, and that is something that is all in us. We are one thing and perceived as one, as a lawyer, but then actually your heart is somewhere else, and that is for many of us. That's why I've chosen him, and it's out of the Let's the Blätter, and of course she sings it in German, and she does it very nicely.
0: And Galinda, I'm going to just read three short verses so that our English listeners can understand. Yes, dear soul, you know how wretched I am away from you. Love makes the heart sick, take my thanks. Once I drank in freedom, I held high the amethyst cup, and you blessed the drink, take my thanks, and you exorcised its evil, until I was, as never before, blessed, and then sank upon your breast, your wondrous Helen, take my thanks. Of Rene Fleming and that song by Richard Strauss called Zu Eignung with the orchestra, the Munich Philharmonic conducted by Christian Tielemann. And another choice of my guest, Galinda mozo, We're having a feast here of music, Galinda, and you insisting on putting in some Schubert. Otherwise, you're not going to leave the studio. <laughs> quite, quite. But just before we say goodbye for a short piece of Schubert coming up, thank you for all you do for music in Cape Town, for all you do for our listeners on Fine Music Radio. The sponsorship of the concerts is hugely important. As you said at the beginning, it allows people who might not be able, and also we're on the website, so it goes all around the world. And um, all strength to your arm, and keep in touch, and come and tell us more about your Vienna days one day. How about that?
1: I'd love to if you invite me. Thank you. <laughs>
0: okay. So the Schubert that you've insisted that we play, and I don't blame you because Schubert is, after all, one of the greats. Tell me why you've chosen this.
1: Well, at the moment, Lieder is my my great love. I discovered Lieder rather late in my life. At the moment, I am obsessed with Lieder. I start collecting them and comparing the various singers and interpretations and uh, I wanted to put in a South African artist so there we are with Nina Schumann and with Michelle Britt and um, there's a Schubert song and I think the Schmetterling the butterfly puts us back into nature and is the the softness and the delicacy and the difficult times we are in, the balance that we need to find, and the Schmetterling, I think, is one of those, the beauty and the delicacy.
0: Billinda Moser, thank you very much. Let's listen to the song. <laughs>
2: Ich nicht tanzen, es macht keine Mühe, und reitende Farben schimmern mir die Grünen, immer der schönen Insel, meiner guten Hügel, in der